Hello and welcome to yet another delicious, possibly very, very self-indicting episode of Cream and Gist. My name is Shetty. And my name is Uvier. It's wonderful to have you here with us again. Of course. I uh, want to say thank you to everyone who's been taking out time to go listen to the previous episodes of the podcast. Cream and Gist. Really appreciate yeah, that. Has officially gone off the IG live. And now we have recorded episodes where we get to talk about a whole lot of issues at our own time and we would like some feedback so whenever you listen wherever you listen from whether spotify uh, apple pod or google podcast or whatever it is we'll like some feedback if it's on twitter or anywhere for that matter so happy new month first of all happy new month guys may september be good to all of us amen we need it to be yes but let's start with the rather dramatic episode that we have today on cream and gist so this conversation has been on for ages, but somehow in Africa, whenever it is brought up, religion takes the center stage and drama tends to come out. Mm-hmm. But I feel it's something that we need to talk about without necessarily trying to be hypocritical about it. Let's all put the entire factors into consideration while we discuss sex before marriage. That is a topic today, guys. Sex yes. before marriage. It is a gang-gang topic, to be very a honest. Very gang-gang topic. So, usually, whenever people just mention sex before marriage, usually the whole reaction you get from a lot of people is, Ah, no, I say no to premarital sex. No, I'm not going to support her. And all of that stuff. But the truth is, as we speak right now, this is what, uh, just a few minutes after 10? Uh, to 11, actually. As we speak right now, I can bet you that in this very same FCT, not even the whole country, in this very same FCT, someone is having sex with someone that is not his wife or girlfriend. So it is clearly something we do a lot in this part of the world. So my question is, what is your stand on sex before marriage? What do you make of it? Let me okay. get started with this delicious-looking individual here. Oh, from all indications. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I would say that, um, like you rightly said, we should be a bit more objective about the entire thing and mm-hmm. let's say realistic too about it. You know that um, besides the religious obligations that are attached with specific religions, let's say, I think Christianity, I do not know about Islam, But I do know that for Christianity, the idea of sex before marriage is prohibited. It's 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 a forbidding something. (laughs) You just have to just this is me doing it in court now. You have to do it the right way. Mm. But it's quite interesting that over time people have got to understand there are so many things that you need to go through before you even decide to go into marriage, especially the sex thing. Like I was giving you a story of. Uh, a man and a woman who recently divorced after three days, uh, the lady and the husband had already agreed that they were not going to have sex until after marriage. And as soon as they got into marriage, the lady quickly requested for a divorce after three days, saying that her husband is um, a sex freak. A sex freak. He's addicted to sex. And then the man goes, why will he go have to sleep out with other women outside when he has a wife at home? Mm. And the wife goes, the only time he, every time he returns from work, that's the first thing he, he goes for before even going for food. So technically he has a nine square meal. So technically, do, do you understand? <laughs> so I think from all indications, either he has been sexually suppressed to that extent that he, he has become... Um, 
Hyperactive. Hyperactive. Or he just has a very strong and high libido. Maybe he does have that. Or maybe mm-hmm. he has never even had that sexual experience, but he has had the desire to go about it. But as a result of religious obligations, this is the best way he could do it. And then his partner cannot tolerate it. Mm. So now there's just so many things that come into play eventually okay. if you put if you test the entire soil. So it's like, okay, how faithful are you to your religion to hold on to your sexual drive until it's time to get married. Yeah. Like sometimes I ever wonder how priests even go about it. You know, oh yes, we're, we're talking about... They choose to dedicate not to do Do you that. understand? Mm-hmm. That's a self-sacrifice, that's a self-dedication. And let's be honest, some priests still do some sexual activities. Yeah, well, that one is different now. But when, besides like, priests... It's like taking an oath and then breaking the oath. And breaking it. But so, then, besides priests too, there yeah. are monks and various other religious uh, bodies who actually observe all of that. Mm. But then, there was this specific priest one time, I've forgotten his name, that actually thought, taught me something. He's, 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 uh, he, he passed long, not too long ago. Okay. And he said the way he channels his sexual drive mm. is by gardening. Oh. So he finds peace in gardening. And time he transfers all the sexual energy into taking That's care of the That's an interesting one. Maybe we should recommend this. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's gonna make sense to someone. But I'm, I'm just trying all to All of say, you go into gardening. Stop screaming. <laughs> That's a different thing entirely. But all all this is is just to portray how the entire thing could be a bit complicated. Mm. How you cannot necessarily be straightforward about it and say you're going to stick to sex mm. after marriage or you're going to go with sex before marriage. Okay, you know what? I'm going to bring a portion of the Bible that says if a man cannot stay, mm-hmm. he should get married. Mm-hmm. All right, so even scripture recognizes the fact that sexual urges are things that eh, you may not necessarily be able to deal with, even though it's totally within your, your self-control. So... That's something that I think we should point out there. Mm-hmm. People will say it was the devil's work and crap. That's not what we're talking about. Those ones definitely need to be in a zoo or locked up in prison. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about consensual sex between two people. Now, why I have more of a perplexed feeling about this particular topic is because I have seen people in situations where, by, like the example you gave now, but mm-hmm. in a different scenario, a man who was... Um, you know, interested in a lady, went about it the right way, spoke to the pastor in the church that he wants to marry this lady. They went about pairing them together. They courted, definitely stayed away from sex, and then they got married. And then the guy comes back after two months to tell the pastor that they, they, they cheated him, they lied to him, they deceived him, that the lady used to be very wayward, her vagina is now, woo! Oh, dear. And now he's, like, struggling in his marriage. He's not happy. He's not this, he's not that. And I'm like, didn't they talk about like past sexual experiences when they were courting? No, another question should be, is it always all about the sex in the marriage itself? To be honest, sex can ruin a lot of things in the marriage. Well, definitely. But in his own scenario now, mm-hmm. if genuinely he did have strong emotions for that lady, yeah. would that have been a problem? Let's put this question this way. Mm-hmm. Aside people who have an impulse to cheat, Mm-hmm. in relationships mm-hmm. do you know that there are a lot of people who leave their marriages and relationships to cheat because they are not sexually satisfied at home and they don't want to let their partner know that oh you're not satisfying me because they feel it will bring either his or her ego down mm-hmm. absolutely i'm not saying they are doing it as a favor to help the other person but in their mind it's like a lesser evil even though eventually when caught it's going to be far worse mm-hmm. so my point is this 
sex in itself is a passionate acceptance and expression between two people appreciating their bond appreciating who they are and sharing who they are with each other usually it should be within the confines of marriage however in our world today there are situations like this example i just gave you where a man feels you know what the best place to meet a lady is in church and then he finds out okay this lady used to have a life and even though doctors have said there's no uh, theory to that it's all a myth a woman's vagina can always go back to its regular size. But there have been people who complain that, look, my wife's vagina is way beyond my country. It could be that his own reproductive organ is quite small. His penis is quite small. Or in a scenario that I remember very, very well back in 2009 in a Doe state where a man was chased out of his house by his wife because she claims that his penis was way too big for her. Hmm. And she was not ready to die yet. That was her phrase. I'm not ready to die. I actually had that complaint one time on radio. Do you understand? I, I, I don't want to die. Do you understand? So imagine if maybe they had had a conversation prior to all of this, getting to know themselves up to the point of getting to know sexually. You would know what you're into, what you're getting yourself into. Can I cope with this? And all of that. I remember back in 2018 or 2017 when Don Jazzy said he's not an advocate for uh, waiting for sex till you're married because I need to know who I'm marrying and all that. And I came up on Twitter and I said, I totally agree with him because I have been in situations whereby I said, okay, I don't want sex in the relationship. And I felt I was being faithful with the person. And this lady was doing her thing outside. I had no clue for years. Do you understand? So it could, it could become like a beautiful thing gone wrong, mm -hmm. especially if the two of you are not on the same page. Or like I said, the person might be doing it not to hurt your feelings, but they clearly want something else or they are not happy about the situation in itself. But I want to refer back to your marriage, um, your biblical reference mm -hmm. on the idea of marriage itself. Yeah. And then it now makes me wonder, like you rightly said, it, the Bible said from your quotation though, mm -hmm. that if you cannot hold yourself, you should go into, you should get married. Mm -hmm. So simply put... Take responsibility. No, no maybe take responsibility. could be that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I just wonder... Don't emotions actually apply in this entire thing for you to just simply say, okay, because you want to get married, because you want to have sex, you just look for someone to just get married to that person, just keep having sex with you. That sounds like some kind of vague um, <laughs> communication. Compulsive there. obligation. obligation let, at that point. Let me then. jump into this, your thought, not to cut you, but just to give you another food for thought on mm -hmm. this line of uh, thinking. Mm -hmm. What is the one thing that marriage gives you? That think, nothing else can give you. Relationships can't give it to you. I think it's satisfaction. You can get satisfied in a very, very balanced relationship. Well, that one, that one is true, but I guess you peace can of have mind kids too. In a very good relationship, very people true. would even say in non-marital relationships they have peace of mind because sometimes the person may be after I'm not his wife or his husband. Mm. Nine, no, do you understand? Okay, so what does marriage give you then? I feel it legalizes sex. You just feel it legalizes it. To a great extent, I feel it legalizes it. That's your own perspective. Like, it makes it not some, something you don't have to worry about. You're now legally allowed to screw. So in yeah, scenarios your, where... Your marriage certificate, bam. <laughs> wait, but... You, so, okay, so you see see the entire, the, yeah. entire, the entire thought behind that. But then scenarios where you do not have a partner that satisfies you. Ego the problem. And then you have to step outside. Ego the problem we're talking sex. about now. Yeah. How is that legalizing um, sex again? That's the point. So I feel to avoid all of that drama, mm -hmm. all of the thought of the possibility of someone walking out or someone saying, ah, I can't handle this person in the relationship or this person can't take care of my needs in the relationship. If they know themselves, 
prior to the marriage, they would know exactly what they are in for. But then there are religious obligations at this point in time, and there's for some too. There could be some, uh, um, some self dedication too. Mm-hmm. You know that that idea of okay, I want to be pure. I want yeah. to purify my mind and my body mm-hmm. before I engage with someone that I truly care for. Mm-hmm. Or they could just be like, okay, because the Bible or the Quran or something said this, I definitely cannot go into marriage. Mm-hmm. Without legalizing sex it, before sex, marriage, yeah. sex rather before marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's not an issue of conscience, too. Mm-hmm. How do you battle with that? Okay, I went for a seminar sometime in 2012, and I met some married women there. I was not actively in their conversation, mm-hmm. uh, but what it was about generally, about eight of them had said in about six years they had never had orgasms in their marriage, mm. so they were not sexually satisfied. That's what it meant. Now, the researcher, or should I say the, the speaker, talked mm. about some health, it was health regimen they were selling, supplements and the rest, aid, arousal, satisfaction, hormonal balance and all. And she said in her survey, she had found out that a large population of women are not sexually satisfied in their marriages. Just because they don't want to cheat, they end up just covering it up, just focusing. So the relationship becomes more or less like, do my part in every other way, even though the sex is not... As much as sex is key, that repression actually transforms. It's terrible because the one day... It transfers into a different psychological thing. something would trigger something. Mm -hmm. Or she makes a silly mistake that she did not plan for Mm -hmm. and then gets sexually satisfied. Boy, oh boy, she's hooked. She is going to keep going back to that. Another thing is those repressed sexual emotions Mm -hmm. and desires could actually transfer into a different psychological phase. Oh yeah, totally. That could actually be negative. Very, very, very. I totally agree with you on that one. So if we dare give any advice Mm -hmm. to anybody on the show today, it would be if you're in a sexual committed relationship, whether married or unmarried, ensure your partner is having satisfaction. I think that's like the first key role Mm -hmm. to know that this is someone you want to be with. Ensure that your partner is getting sexual satisfaction. And if you are not, please speak up. Honey... This thing was not... We'll try it again. I'm not, I'm not satisfied. Let's talk about it because, I mean, if we can't talk about such basic things, what are we going to be doing discussing and planning an entire life together? Mm. Do you understand? So mm. I feel if you can get sexual satisfaction out of the way, planning every other thing might come easily. Don't get me wrong. There are people who've also talked about the fact that, oh, I have to break up with this guy. The sex is great, but nah, you know. Mentally, is not on the same page with me. And it should not always be about the sex. Though. Yeah, there is that too. Mm-hmm. All right, so ensure that you're making the right decisions for the right reasons. But I feel if you're certain that this is someone you want to be with, you guys are making plans to settle down. It should be an active conversation about mutually dedicating yourself to satisfying each other. I, I think in reference, especially to all those who are pious in nature, Mm. or basically are drawn to the obligation of religion itself. Yeah. I know your conscience will come into play. So with that in mind, have a conversation, like he rightly said. You don't necessarily have to get into the act itself, mm. but have a conversation where you sexually prepare your minds to what each other yes, to what each of you wants mm-hmm. and what you should be expecting from each other sexually. And then I think when you go through that entire process, you'll be able to think and realize how you're going to satisfy yourselves. And whatever help is needed, you can actually go for it. Yeah. So the thing is just knowing yourselves by talking. There's something, there's just this civic activity 
activity of talking does a lot of things. Communication, it, it does a lot of things, rather. And it, communication is quite key, mm. especially when it comes to sex. So I think if you not go about it, even. when you go about it the right way, mm. I assure you, you're going to get the total fulfillment that you should enjoy in your relationship. All right. So whether you are for or against sex before marriage, all we're saying is ensure you're making your partner happy and of course whatever you choose we're here rooting for you all right we'd like to get to know your thoughts on today's episode you can hit us up via twitter facebook instagram and of course at cream and gist and let us know your thoughts until next time please stay safe and if you're doing it please practice safe sex <laughs> i'm okay. my name is shetty and we'll catch you on the next episode have a great day bye